There are certain issues many couples or intending couples shy away from discussing, which can go a long way to affect their marriage negatively or positively. And that is the issue of fetishes and fantasies. But today, we are bailing the cat out of the bag. Today's episode is going to be insightful. So you want to sit back, give me a gif, and I'll be right back. All right, with me this evening is no other person than Olayinka Favor Alaka. Okay, and she's a certified sex coach. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Thank you too for having me, Cindy. It's a great pleasure. Okay, and also, of course, she's, she's a Christian sex coach. So, <laughs> we, yeah, I mean, we have yes. to introduce her based on what she's comfortable with. What what are fetishes and fantasies, really? And are they different? Okay, so um, there's just one difference, but I'll just sort of start with, with the definition and then just go straight to the difference. Just one difference, like I mentioned. So just, and you can also just do do like a research on your own if you're not comfortable with my with my um, definition. It's, so I will start with the fetishes. And so even from the name, you sort of, sort of can guess what the meaning is. Mm-hmm. Fetishes. That a form of sexual desire in which gratification is linked to an abnormal decrease mm-hmm. to a particular object or item of clothing or part of the body. I take that again. And this is just a normal definition, but I would sort of give it my own definition as we proceed. Mm-hmm. A form of sexual desire in which gratification is linked to an abnormal decrease to a particular object, okay. item or clothing or part of the body. Mm-hmm. So you can say when you idolize something and without which you can't function, fetish. So for instance, when somebody says something is fetish, just like maybe there's a charm, maybe there's a small G-O-D. You understand what I mean? Mm-hmm. When you worship something, mm-hmm. when you worship something, when you cannot live without anything, mm-hmm. that is, that's the part at which you say, it's it's been fetish. Okay. So, for instance, I, I'm linking it. Maybe you're addicted to a particular. Some people who say they're addicted to coke or they're addicted to Pepsi, mm. and they can't live a day without Pepsi. So, that, so, so sometimes even in their subconscious, they are not taking coke. Their body begins to shake yeah. because something is missing. Being fetish can be liking to you idolizing something, wow. worshiping something. You know, so without it. Maybe your, your sexual desires will not come to play. Without it, maybe you can't sleep with your partner because that has become like a small G.O.D. in your life. So, and then the, the second part, um, fantasy. Yeah. Where, whereas fantasy is like, um, and I, I, I would say to relate with sexual fantasy, it's an erotic yearning, yeah. you know, a group of mental images that evoke sexual arousal. Okay. And so the difference between sexual fetishes and sexual fantasies is the difference is worship. That's all. That's, so one is a worship. So both of them are sexual fantasies as like what what you can imagine to get you better in the mood. Mm. But the difference majorly is that one is talking about being obsessed. The other without it you can function. Without wow. without it you can still have a good sexual um um time with your partner. But the other one, without it, you can't function. Do you understand what I mean to me? 
So one is you're worshiping the other. You can function with or without it. Okay, so like I hope I hope that answers your question. The worship thing, I'm actually quite intrigued about that worship thing because it's like fetishes are described. It's like, okay, maybe for instance, maybe someone likes a particular thing to be done to her or to him for him or her to get that sexual satisfaction. Does that equate worshiping? So I, I would say there is no right or wrong answer. And I don't want to jump the gun. Love making is a journey. Love making is a process. It is not a destination. Okay. I usually tell my clients that. Mm. So if you need something to get somewhere, you have attached your your reaching cloud nine to that thing. Mm. You can reach cloud nine without that thing. Because and you know, everything also also serves that to the mind. As we proceed in the conversation, I will dwell more on that. Okay. Like I mentioned, if you not saying uh, not looking at if I don't watch TV, I can't be okay. Hmm. You understand? Yeah. So that thing is controlling you instead of you controlling that thing. Okay. Sex okay. was made for us, not the other way around. Hmm. You know, enjoying each other's, each other's, each other's uh, uh, body, each other's um, erotic desire hmm. was made for us, not the other way around. We are supposed to control okay. our sexual desires. And not letting sexual desire become an object or a thing that we can't live without. You get what I mean? I am. So when you begin to to link your your desires, your maybe orgasm, mm. and then there are a lot of things that people have taught us that we need to unlearn okay. and relearn in the place of orgasm and in the place of enjoying your sexual desire or your sexual life with your partner. Mm. There are things that we need to unlearn. Okay. So you don't need a thing to enjoy your sex life. What you need is inside of you. What you need is what you already carry. Mm. And, you know, so for instance, maybe you're supposed to, they say sex is supposed to be, um, what do you call it, spontaneous. At times you want spontaneity. Mm. But for instance, maybe that spontaneous time comes. And because you've idealized maybe a bedsheet, let's take a bedsheet for instance, or a particular candle, faint candle, you, you won't be spontaneous because you don't have those things. Okay. You understand what I mean? So those mm. things are better to control the way you enjoy your sex life. Mm -hmm. Instead of you controlling your okay. sex life. Do you understand? No. I, I understand what you're saying. You know, now there is a particular, okay. um, will I say, notion that once you are married, husband and wife should give themselves to each other totally. Yes. But I have seen like, a, a, like bizarre situations now. I was, in the course of my research, I was watching an interview where a sex worker said, a man just wanted to be excreted upon and nothing more like wait, that. Wait, what do you mean excrete? Three number two. Yes, number two. Okay, go ahead. And that was <laughs> that's his own, you know, fetish. In fact I can I can oh. is it soft soft white on the belly or something like that? That's the name of the of the um channel. And you know, in that type of bizarre situation, now this person probably couldn't communicate this to his wife and went for a sex worker who would not complain and would do it for money. I want to know, like, number one, <laughs> how do you handle that in marriage? Secondly, what is the root cause wow. of species in humans? Wow. See me, that's extreme. That's, that's, that's like extreme. I'm that's, like, I'm looking at, you want to make something pleasurable out of something that is dirty. That's the thing. Like, Look, it, it's so funny because 
I, I mean, it was wow. so shocking. Even the lady saying it was like she could not wrap her head around it. Yeah. Even me myself, just thinking about it. So I'll just say a few things. Yeah. And thankfully, you had mentioned that I'm a Christian. I tell people, the person <laughs> teaches you is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And I say this, when God created sex, Hmm. The Bible says he created things and it was good. Yeah. Anything God creates, the enemy, which is the person of Satan and devil himself, hmm. he likes to copy. Hmm. Do you understand? Yeah. And when he copies it, he tries to make it look good, but it is bad. Hmm. You understand? Yeah. And there are two things that we say here. The Bible says that a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So if you are thinking in your mind, because the brain and the mind, you know, is everything that happens to anybody on, on earth. Mm. You first of all think about it in your mind. Mm. If you can think it like they say, you can have it. Mm. So that person, what has he consumed? What mm. sort of information has gone to his mind? Mm. What has he heard? What is he seen? So maybe for instance, he has watched a lot of pornography. Mm. And maybe part of the pornography has, has to do with oh, extreme cases like this. We mm. we poo poo and all that. <laughs> before they not get aroused and make love to their partners. Yeah. For me, it's the, so the question is what is that guy consuming? And I've mentioned it here before, like if, yeah, like if you are addicted. For instance, if you see the people that are on drugs, yeah. when, they are, when they want to become clean, what do they go through? They go through the process of, you know, withdrawal process. Yeah. And, you know, they, go, they, they send them to a rehabilitation center. Mm-hmm. That rehabilitation center is supposed to help them knock out all the bad so that they can then become good. Mm-hmm. This guy or this lady that is going through this fetish mm-hmm. has to go through like a withdrawal system. Mm-hmm. That wife, you know, and I, I, I maybe we'll get there. Love making is not about you taking. It's mm-hmm. about you giving. Okay. It's a point where you're not giving your 50%, you're giving your 100%. Mm-hmm. So the partner gives 100%, the second person gives 100%. By the time you guys are done, you are, both of you have 200%. You are much more, you're better off than how you started. So if if that person, for me, I mean, even for me to wrap my head around this right now, it's, it's unbelievable. Mm. You want somebody to poop on you before you then get her out. Mm. But <laughs> you think, my my quiet. Do you quiet. do you think that it could also have think anything like that could have led to that? Because we I didn't get what you said first. Childhood traumas, like childhood traumas. Yes. So like I said, so information. Mm-hmm. Information is internal and external, and your information could be based on how you are being brought up or the environment you are stayed in. Mm-hmm. So, which is why I said, what has the person be taking in? Okay. You know, so whether from childhood to teenager to adulthood, mm-hmm. what kind of information has been sold to him or her mm-hmm. to believe that that's the best way to have sex with his or her own partner to enjoy sexual activity? So it still boils down to information. And information can be good or bad. Too much information can either affect you, make you better, or make you worse. It's part of us growing up, like I said, your mind. But your mind will not, your your mind will only take in whatever it is you're given. You become what you begin to look at. You become whatever it is you're taking in over time, whether it is environmental or internal. Mm. So it's still part of us growing up. We, we, the day we stop learning is the day we die. So whether you die physically or die um, a spiritual death, mm. the day you stop learning. So the amount of information you have really tells us, you know, how your mind and your body think. So, but the Bible has already said that you should guard your heart mm. because out of it flows the issues of life. Mm. It's important. Mm. So let me stop there. So you wanted for, to say something for to me? people who have like bizarre things like that, I think from what I've, I've 
heard you say now, you will advise the the concept of withdrawal. Since they have taken in yeah. that much, they can also up or vomit <laughs> that much. <laughs> you know, and, and I give a very good example. Mm. You know, so what we are dealing with is the content. Yeah. For instance, if I hold a a, a can a can a can of um, Coke that is expired. Yes. Or a bottle of coke that is expired, hmm. and I want to put water in that bottle. All I need to all I need to do is open up that can uh, that bottle of coke, put it under a tap, and let it continually fill it with water. Hmm. Before you know what is happening, the coke that is that it begins to fade out. Hmm. The expired coke fades away, and then the correct kind of content that you want in that bottle begins to fill in. Hmm. So how do we expose ourselves of, of negativity of things that are not old? Is hmm. by filling it up with things that are good. So that partner has a lot of work to do. Yeah. And, and I'm not trying to be spiritual. So this kind of thing, like Jesus said, cannot go out except by fasting and prayer. Do you understand? Yeah. So you have to get to a point where you know that what you are dealing with is not just physical. Yeah. Get on your knees. Begin yeah. to pray. It is not how be easy. Let me, let me say that from the onset. Yeah. But keep at it. Keep confessing. And let him see the pure side of a beautiful sexual ecstasy. That's it. Okay, great. Um, so to this effect, what role does fetish and fantasies play? I mean, I don't know, maybe like from all that you said now, you do not advise, I don't know, I would also like to clarify that you do not advise that couples carry out fetishes in marriage or maybe fantasies will be better. What role do they play in this in marriage? these two fetishes and fantasies. So even from the word, mm. anything that takes the place of God from me, yes. I will say do away with it. Okay. So if you are beginning to worship an idol mm. or worship an object mm. that without it you can't function, yes. then I will say can we, can we, can we change the narrative? Mm. Can you look up to God? A lot of people, and which is why I stress it, a lot of people think that God is not interested in their sex life. So what we preach in Erotas Lounge is the gospel of sex. God is interested in your sex life. If there are fantasies in your head that you want to practice in your marriage, for instance, I go back to Amos 3.3. He mm-hmm. says, can two work together except they be agreed? And I said it earlier here mm-hmm. that lovemaking is not taking. Lovemaking is giving. It's mm-hmm. essential that whatever fantasy you have, say, for instance, you, you, want, you want your wife to go down on you, mm-hmm. you have to explain to her. And there's also always a place of learning. I've mentioned it before. Love making is a journey and love making is a skill. So some people come into the marriage, you know, with a lot of skills. Some people come into the marriage as, as novice. Mm. Either way, both parties must be open to learn. Mm. So there are fantasies like maybe some people say, ah, I want my wife to go down on me. Mm. Uh, she doesn't like it. She thinks it's dirty. It's a skill that can be learned. And you, you, you can't criticize her to the point of her learning it. You have to ensure you love her to a point where she respects and she says, I want to do this for my husband. Do you understand what I mean? So there are things, there are, there are things that you have to compromise. And marriage is about, all about compromising. Compromise, you have to compromise at some point in your life. But in all that you do, ensure that both parties, you are, you are giving, they are not just taking. Do you understand what I mean? Okay. And both of you are agreeing. There's a point where you need to agree. If you don't agree, you will just be having sex, which is why we don't say sex in a restaurant. We purposely say lovemaking. Okay. Because sex is just ejaculation. Anybody can ejaculate. But making sure that both of you get to a point where you are, ple- you are pleasuring one another. 
mm. and you love what you do is what we call love making so i'll stop there but both of you must agree whether it's fantasy but being fetish i'd mentioned is anything that's going to take the place of god i will say no god is the utmost you understand <laughs> what i mean <laughs> and okay, that's it for me you know you, you use that example of like going down and i was like yes. okay so i mean that could be a fetish for someone and and what if the other party is like no it's not going to happen for me like how what is the limit what are i would i would i would so maybe maybe uh maybe it's a bunch of words now okay. so for me i won't even fetish will not even come up in in any of my conversations because it's it, the other tone for me is obsession the, and this is just really personal because of my faith value the undertone is that without it i'm nothing the only person that you should not, you can't do without is Jesus. Do you understand? So even if this person, no, no, and that's the truth. So every one of people say, without, I, I can't live without you. You have chosen not to live without that person. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. It's true. You, you get it. So I won't even bring up the issue of fetish. The issue of fantasy, yes, I, I would see a lot. Oh, I wish my, my wife would go down on me. I wish my husband would go down on me. So, like I said, the girl can, can be coming also from a place of, this is what I've been taught. Mm-hmm. I have been taught that, ah, it is bad. So, it is for you to open another perspective for her to see that it is good. Don't forget, everything starts from the mind. Mm-hmm. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So, if she's thinking in her mind that it is bad, she won't want to do it. So, you know, you have to help her to know, which is why I said a lot of us have to come to a place of learning and relearning. And learning a lot of things that they thought to us that is bad. And say to her that this is good. And for the best way to show is a place of example. You understand? A place of you leading that point and say, I was, let me show you how this is being done. Mm-hmm. Like I said, do not criticize her. Show her how she can do it. And let her come to a point where she says, oh, this is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm giving this to my husband mm-hmm. to make him feel better. Do you understand what I mean? Mm-hmm. That is not fetish. That is you saying to yourself that you want to item the level of sexual expression that your husband enjoys from you. Compromise. Jonathan, compromise. Agree. You know, can two people work together except they agree. That's what you have to get to that point and teach and learn and unlearn. All right. Is that clear now? <laughs> it's clear. It's <laughs> clear. So, like, what advice would you give couples when it comes to introduction of, um, will I say, third parties? or sex toys into their sexual life. Is this medically advisable? Is it mentally advisable? And is it emotionally advisable? When you want to introduce maybe sex toys, or and there are different kinds of sex toys, I'd be saying um, some things about it. Um, so when you want to talk about sex toys, are they BDSM toys? Or are they normal cards? Maybe toy guns, you know, water guns. <laughs> Okay. beautiful way to start a conversation okay. and there are conversation starters in in um in, in uh, maybe when you want to do your love making process or you are going for a, a vacation mm-hmm. you understand what i mean mm-hmm. and you want to just put some spice it's okay to do like i and i'm also linking it back to amos 3 3 okay. it's okay it's okay when both of you have agreed you've come to a point where you say to yourself oh we want to do this it's not love making is not is not selfish so let me say that at this point, love making is not selfish. It's both of you agreeing to to the fact that I want to introduce a third party. Mm-hmm. So for instance, if I have clients 
and so let me say it here. I don't I don't speak to guys alone. Mm. You know, I don't speak to husbands alone. Mm. I speak to brides. I speak to wives. Mm. I speak to husband and wife. Mm. Do you understand? Yeah. So there are points that, you know, we get into maybe the wife only, and I say it will be important as well that your husband at some point joins this. Mm. He's in the know that you are here, that you are receiving counsel. And it may even be the guy that will say, I want to, I want to register mm. my wife for this. Mm. I think we're in a point where we need to spice up the other, the other room. And it's okay. So both of you have to agree, which is why I asked that, that question. Mm. Why? Why? Why do you want to introduce sex toys? Mm-hmm. There are sex toys that I, I believe that you should take some medical caution. You should mm-hmm. ask. You should ask a professional in the medical field to say, mm-hmm. is, this, is this okay? Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. So that you don't and then enjoy yourself. And let me also quickly say something about orgasm. Like I said, a lot of us have maybe have watched movies to a point where we think orgasm is, ah, I must get to a point where I'm shouting and screaming and, you know, mm-hmm. we already have that picture in our mind. Orgasm is an out-of-body experience. Mm-hmm. A woman can have orgasm like nine times during a sexual activity. Do you understand what I mean? And orgasm can come through any form. It can come through fingering. It can come through somebody just talking to you and knowing the right place to touch in your body. Mm-hmm. I really tell my clients to do something I call blindfold 360. Anyway, that's by the way, where you just get to know the mumu button from your partner, mm-hmm. which is why I always say you have to get to a level where you have to be a student of your spouse's body. Mm-hmm. You have to continue. So a student means you are in school. You learn, especially for women, what works for us in day one, may not work for us in day two, because of our hormonal um, um, body, hormonal whatever. That mm-hmm. happening between maybe day one to day 14. After day 14, there's another process happening. So you have to continually be in the know. Mm-hmm. So for you to not say you want to introduce, it's okay to be introduced, but is your spouse agreeing to use this story? Because I see BDSM and I'm like, wow, some people want to go through this before they enjoy the three gifts of sex that God has given to us. But I, you know, like, so it, like that one now is also an example of fetish. Exactly. Mm. No, you see, you are not preaching my message. Because in their head, they are thinking, if I don't beat a woman, I cannot come. Hello? <laughs> you don't have to beat a woman to enjoy what God has given you. Mm. You, you understand what I mean? So that, that would be my take. Is that you can introduce, like I said, popular guys, mm. twister, different conversation starters. You can do that. You know, but when it all comes to people hurting one another, mm. I would say take a pause. Think about it. Is this person was to be your younger sister or because somebody related to you? Why, you know, that's why I, I said perhaps it could have something to do with childhood trauma. Maybe, for instance, ladies who were sexually abused as children or something, and they feel, oh, that's the only way. Because, like, we've seen situations where some ladies also like to be beaten. And they'll yeah. tell you that's... I mean, so it's kind of yeah. So for instance, when when you there's something they call um root cause. By the time that person maybe sits down with a therapist, mm. and fi- finally you know you get to the you would know that maybe sometimes maybe this person has been abused physically mm. or maybe has been abused sexually, mm. and so maybe their first introduction to sex was this, and in their mind he has to be violent mm. before they enjoy. So mm. he also he still has to boil, boil, he still boils down to 
what kind of information, mm. external or internal, mm-hmm. what kind of environment this person grew up from. Mm-hmm. And we always, we always say this thing that you can't give what you don't have. So it's all maybe you have been taught in your life as been violent, as been, oh, sex has to be violent, mm-hmm. sex has to be brutal. That is what you would preach. You understand? Mm-hmm. But if you have also come to the place of loving, or you know, of, of God's kind of love, of man's kind of love, then you understand that sex is, sex is beautiful, especially when it's done with your partner. Mm-hmm. You get what I mean? So, yeah. All right. So, finally, what would you describe as a healthy sexual life for couples? So, I would say here that a fulfilling sex life would be an intimate marriage mm-hmm. for the mature lovers. I'll say that again. A fulfilling sex life is one where both partners are mature lovers and they have an intimate marriage. Mm-hmm. And what is intimacy? Intimacy is not just in sex. Mm-hmm. Intimacy is from when you wake up. I tell my clients that sex begins from the time when you wake up to when you go back to bed. What do you do in between your day that God has given you? Mm-hmm. You know, do you do love notes? So I'll just quickly just itemize six things here that I usually just tell my clients. Mm-hmm. The first thing you want to also do, and these are just suggestions, basic principles, that, you know, married couples also take for granted. Be mm. a child again. Please. The Bible says, except you become like little children. Mm. He said, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. I can refrain. I said, except you become like little children every, every time you make love, you will not enjoy your sexual <laughs> life. Yeah. Because you will think that you know. And like mm. I mentioned, there are things that you can learn every day about your partner. Mm. So I get silly. Don't take yourself too seriously. Hello. See your partners laugh until you have tears running down through your eyes. Mm. If, if go back to those games that we used to do, hide and seek, you know, tickle and chase, just be a child. Mm. Another thing is love. Love, which I know is a word that we, that we have bastardized, mm. but if you actually know the real meaning of love, which is why I always say that the foundation of my therapy is based on the word of God because God Himself is love. You cannot know how to love yourself. If you do not have a relationship with God Himself, mm. respect and love your spouse unconditionally. Cut mm. each other some slack. Like I mentioned, don't take yourself too seriously. Graciously acknowledge that you guys are human. Eh? Mm. So when you mess up, it's okay to say I've messed up. Please, I'm sorry. Mm. You know, so and mature lovers, one of the characteristics is that you are forgiven beforehand. So even before your, your, your lover or your partner, you know, he, get you hungry. You are forgiven that person. Do you understand? And then another thing is the knowledge. I've mentioned it a couple of times while I was speaking. Get a PhD in your mate. Go, get a PhD. Be a student of your mate. Do do you know what turns and turns off your partner? You know, so we we, we can quickly do that test amongst 10 10 couples. And you see that some people do not know. They are taking it for granted. They've left there. Maybe because they are now married. They are like, ah, we are not dating each other. Continue to date one another till you die. Another thing is be honest. Be honest. Talk about how you feel and how you de- and and your desires, like you were saying, your fantasies. Don't don't run. Don't come and shout about it. Hey, and just just be honest. As you know, if you want to run, don't run. Be honest. The Bible says, stop and stop turning away. Be honest and say, what you just did, and I really don't enjoy. It. But don't talk about it in the bedroom. That's another. Well, I'm I'm actually giving you tips. <laughs> already yeah ah, another thing is be romantic and how you define romance is based on the both of you not based on what social media has, has told us 
mm. or based on what is trending? Is based on what is romantic to my partner? Do you know the five love languages? What's mm. the number one for your partner? You want to speak your partner's love language, not your own, mm. but your partner's love language. Mm. Be disciplined, especially in this our Lagos. <laughs> she said it may sound very cliche and it may be opposite of being, being playful, but the truth is an undisciplined lifestyle. Mm-hmm. We end up with very infrequent sex. Wow. If you're undisciplined in your life, if you are, if you don't take personal effectiveness and mastery, mm-hmm. like you don't own it, like ah, I'm disciplined. I wake up, I do my dishes, I and you need to start from also you also laying your bed. You get up in the morning, you lay your own bed. Wow. You understand what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you are not disciplined, if you don't have a disciplined lifestyle, you can you will end up having infrequent sex. Wow. If you don't plan sex into your busy schedule mm-hmm. and find those optimal times. You will never make love. Mm. So there's something we also teach in the workers' lounge. We call it love-making um, goals. There are goals. So do you want to so like you have dates for meetings for boardroom? Do you have dates when you say I want to? We want to make love for the next two hours. Nobody's wow. stopping us. Can you get off the screen and just concentrate on one another and love upon one another? But like I always say, you can't know this thing. You know, when you yourself don't have a relationship with God, mm-hmm. you can know how to love your spouse better. You can know how to make love to your spouse better just by communicating and asking the Holy Spirit, what's up? What's the best thing that I can do? So I say this on final, final. Yeah. The, the more you spend time, and let me say this from here, from the scripture, I talk about God is looking for those that we worship Him in spirit and in truth. Mm-hmm. The same thing applies to lovemaking. Lovemaking requires the art, the spirit, and truth. You are going to be naked and not ashamed. Mm. You are going to be vulnerable, dependent, and sold out. What the enemy has told us is that we need to be independent. God did not create us for independence. Mm. God created us for interdependence. I need you to survive, Simi. You need me to survive. We have to get there. The more time you spend in worshiping God as a lifestyle, Mm. the more intimate you have with God. So I say here in Erota's Lounge that it is safe to say that lovemaking is worship. The more you worship, the better your relationship and friendship. So I tell my clients, worship more. So that would be my final tip. Wow, that is so powerful. You know, you said something that really got my attention at the last part of this. You said, you mentioned something about discipline, and which I think that many of us do not take into consideration that if you are able to have a disciplined life generally, like you're able to have consistent sex. And which would yes. lead to a healthy sexual life. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I really That's... think that is so important that I feel like it's something new that I'm just hearing now when it comes to like sexual talks and all of that. And it's something yes. that people need to take note of, you know. Yes. Because yeah, many of us are in Do not you mind know, us, for 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 those of us who are single and maybe, for instance, they are preparing for marriage and all of that. The thing yes. is, sometimes you have your life already, like, you know, it's just you, you know how to handle yourself. And yes. then we yes. have the tendency to just leave some things aside, like, uh, I can always do this later and all of that, which mm-hmm. could eventually affect the sex life when we get married. So I think it's yes. really, really important. And for those who are already married, Probably they didn't even link the fact that, okay, an indisciplined lifestyle is what is causing mm. their lack of sexual, is causing the unhealthy sexual life. Sexual life, yeah, absolutely. Great, great, absolutely. Great. Wow. 
that we've learned so much. For me, I personally have learned a lot. Where can they reach you anyway? Um, Erosa's Lounge on Instagram, that's it. And okay. Erosa's Lounge at gmail.com. Okay, so I'll just drop the link on the um, like a description box. Yes, for yes, all the yes. platforms. Thank you Thank so you. much once again for honoring Thank our you. invite. No worries. <laughs> and I hope Anytime. we can always call on you whenever we need you. By God's grace. God helping me. So, so much. Thank you too. Have a good evening. You too. Okay, bye. You know, I count this a huge blessing to hear this before getting married. And there are so many things to take away from today's episode. For me, the first is discipline. How discipline can go a long way to even affect our sexual lives. It, it amazes me. And also, she made mention of the fact that just because you're married doesn't mean that you can go well. There are some things or fetishes and fantasies that the other party may not, you know, agree with. And you have to, there has to be a compromise between the parties because sex is about, or lovemaking, as she said, is about giving and not just taking. It's not about satisfying your selfish, you know, desires. It's about both parties. And I hope that we are able to take many more things aside from all this from today's episode it's been an amazing time with you all please go ahead to share this episode with your family friends and foes invite them to join our facebook group at strip talk with similulua i had said i was going to share her link um and i'll be sharing that on our facebook page so you want to check that out in case you need further counseling or you need to speak with her wow guys it's been a wonderful wonderful month it's been a wonderful love month we've heard or learned so many things this month about love marriage singleness you name it however next month it's going to be for my queens and ladies out there and yes if you enjoyed last year's own this year is going to be even a double package so you don't want to miss it all right before i forget please give us your reviews on spotify on google podcast on apple podcast it will go a long way to raise our algorithm so that more people can get to hear about our content and also get to learn and be inspired and educated but till i come your way same time next week my dear friends keep well and god bless